Welcome to Flyover Crime. This is Karsten. Liz unfortunately has COVID and we didn't record last week because she had some family health issues and now she has her own health issues, but she graciously loved that you for sure were guest hosting Jody. Hello. And Justin is here as well. So we have got a story for you today. Justin, do you want to say hi or what are you doing? This is Justin and this is the sound of my voice. Mm -hmm, It is. That's true. Okay, so they got their haircuts today. <laughs> they look great. Yes, we are. We have faces for radio. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we got them all cut. Okay, so we look today good for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should be videoing it. Right. So I read about this when I was looking for cases. I have never heard about this guy, but apparently. There's a band named after him called the Stark Weathers, and he was in Jody's favorite artist. Just kidding. She hates him. Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. He made oh. it into the lyrics. Oh, my gosh. His name is Charles Starkweather. Oh, my gosh. And he was a moron spree killer. So That's my Uncle Charles. My mom doesn't like to talk about him. Shut the fuck up. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you can't believe what he says. God damn it. I was like, really? Tell me everything. Oh, my God. Okay, so I just have like 10 pages on this. So my source is literally Wikipedia from something called like Crime Library or something. Who cares? But um, I basically just copied and pasted it. I made some of my own edits, but there's so much going on that I just didn't have the energy. So Charles Starkweather was born November 24th, 1938 in Lincoln, Nebraska. He was the third of seven children to Guy and Helen Starkweather. And it was like the depression, basically. So they always had like a roof over their heads and they always put food on the table, but. Isn't it always a depression in Nebraska? Probably. (laughs) Unless you're, um, oh my God, what's his name? Not Warren Beatty. What's Buffet? Warren Buffet, yeah. (laughs) Warren Buffet. Warren Old Country Buffet. So they were a respectable family. The kids were like well behaved and you know, like I said, working class, depression, family had resources available to like help watch the kids and shit. Guy was a mild mannered man, he was a carpenter, but here's the thing. He had rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. So he didn't really work that much because carpentry is pretty hands on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the work. Olivia Newton John. Let's my get physical was and rheumatoid. Rhe- Jesus was a carpenter. Oh, he was. Him. What? Oh my God! How has nobody Jesus. made that joke before? He was a carpenter, but he was nailed to wood. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. <laughs> it all comes together right here. Mm-hmm. I thought carpenters like oh carpenters died from choking on sandwiches. Oh, no, that dying. was fucking um, Mama Cass. Dead. Mama Cass choked on a ham sandwich. Yeah, it's Mama sandwich. Cass was, Sorry. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get on with the McMurder. Okay, so <laughs> it's going to be a minute. Karen sure. Carpenter choked throwing up a sandwich because she was anorexic and bulimic. So you've got it backwards. Let's get Her back brother didn't mind to eat. Her brother was jealous that she had a better voice. No, it's fine. This is what this is. It's a casual conversation that we happen to record and people listen to our private conversations on this podcast. So Charles attended Saratoga Elementary School, Irving Middle School, and Lincoln High School in Lincoln. 
Um, and his school life was like just fucking god awful. He had no good memories of school, actually. He was born with a condition that I can't really pronounce. It's called like genuverum. And it is a birth defect that caused his legs to be misshapen. And he had a speech impediment, like Porky Pig, I feel like. And he was totally teased by his classmates and was considered a slow learner and was accused of never applying himself. Although in his teens, it was discovered that he suffered from severe myopia. I don't know what that means, but it's something with your eyes. It's a vision thing. Yeah, it is. You're right. So he probably had big pop bottle glasses, too, on top Myopathy. of... Oh, he might have. <laughs> Having a speech impediment and being... At what time they would call uh, crippled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Obviously. Now I know why he had a bad uh, school life. Yeah. So yeah. his saving grace was actually, like, gym class, though. <laughs> and he worked up his strength and then, like... Yeah, so he made himself stronger and started bullying his bullies. What? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. And then... Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, and then after his bullies, he, like, just beat up anybody. He just, like, didn't like the way they looked at him or something. So... All the power went to his head. Yeah, so he went from being, like, considered a good, well-behaved child to, like, not. One of the most troubling is what this article says. So here's where his kind of, what do they call it? Like a pinnacle or what's the thing of the movie at the top or a book? The climax. The climax or the turning point or something. Right. So he saw Rebel Without a Cause. Oh. Without a a cause. What did I say? You said you did. I did? Okay. So he like tried to become James Dean. Okay. And he started to like shape his hair and dress like James Dean. Always had like a leather jacket on and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and shit. So he it's said that he related to Dean's rebellious screen persona, believing that he had a kindred spirit with him. But this turns really ugly really fast. Um, He developed an inferiority complex and became self-loathing, devoid of morals, and thinking he was unable to do anything like the right way, and he was going to fail and shit. So his best friend cut to Bob. Justin, you look super bored or something. His best friend Bob. (laughs) No, it's not. can't see anything on the... Oh, well, no, they can't see anything on the podcast. Well, no, I know they can't see anything. (laughs) I can see it. That's why he's describing how you look. Yeah, (laughs) he just, whatever. So he started dating this girl named Barbara Fugati. I'm going to say that's the way you pronounce it, 1956. So he disgustingly became interested in Barbara's 13-year-old sister, Carol, spelled totally wrong, C-A-R-I-L. And they started double dating. Oh, what? Isn't that gross? As an older brother, wouldn't you be like, "Mm, no, she's 13, dude. Yeah, I don't think so. 
So she was rebellious as well. Okay. And not much of a scholar and had failed a grade in elementary school. She's not going to have to worry about that in the future, though. Uh oh. Spoiler alert. Right? <laughs> Foreshadowing. So, Charles, people eventually called him Charlie. Like, I'm sick of hearing about like the different variations of names. He like worshipped her, and because she was so young, she thought he was really cool and had like no awareness of his weaknesses because he's older. He's fucking eighteen or nineteen or something. Right, a child. Yeah, she's just a kid. So he said that she meant more to him than anything had before and almost made him stop hating himself is what he says. But we're getting depraved here very quickly. Right. So he quit school at the age of 16 and went to work loading and unloading trucks at the Western Newspaper Union Warehouse. His boss thought he was a fucking moron. And... The reason, so I don't know why I didn't write this. I think it's somewhere here. But before this, he worked as a garbage man, but he quit his job as a garbage man so he could work these hours to be near the school of Carol. So he could be done with work when she was done with school. Mm -hmm. And then he taught her how to drive, even though she was 13 years old. And, (laughs) like, could you imagine? And then one day she took... His hot rod, which, oh my God, nostalgia, and got into a car accident. And then this is where, okay, so this was kind of his breaking point. Okay. So because of the car accident, the car was partially owned by Charlie's dad, mm-hmm. and he had to pay for all the damage Oh, okay. from the car accident. And so they just exploded, and Charlie moved out. And he moved into a rooming house where Bob and Barbara lived because they apparently got an apartment or something. Who cares about them? They're no one. And because his parents' relation, his relationship with his parents was strained, Carol became like everything to him. And then he was telling people that they were getting married and that she was pregnant. Oh. And she wasn't because she's 13. Well, yeah, you can, I guess. I, whatever. <laughs> so that pissed her parents okay. off. And um, then, for some reason, he, oh, God, I fucked it up. So he quit the job at the paper company and became a garbage man because of what I had said before. So my apologies. It was the opposite. And then he, like, was only making $42 a week and couldn't pay the landlady or anything. And so he thought he was, like, stuck. So then he went to this gas station to buy a stuffed animal for Carol. And they didn't take credit. For like, I'm guessing at that time, like a 25 cent stuffed animal. Right, okay. Lost his fucking shit. So that made him decide he had to be a criminal in order to like make, I know, you can say things out loud. Like, yeah. No, people I People want to hear not like, me. What? Exactly. People want to hear not okay. me talking. This is, uh... So after the whole gas station thing, he went back. 3 a.m. December 1st of 1957. He took with him a 12-gauge shotgun that he took from Bob's cousin, actually. Okay. So I don't know how he knew Bob's cousin, but it was 1957, so I'm just picturing, like, Andy Griffith and shit. (laughs) And he bought 
shelves for it, drove to the gas station that denied him credit for the stuffed animal, and then the attendant working that denied him, his name was Robert Colbert, like Stephen Colbert, but not, and he was 21 years old, recently married, had a young wife and a baby on the way. So when he comes into the gas station, uh, Robert was working on a carburetor. He came in, sold him a pack of camels, and Charlie drove off. But a few minutes later, Charlie turned the car around and went back to the gas station. And Robert was still behind the counter. But this time, Charlie brought, he bought a pack of gum, got into his car, and drove off again. So then he parked the car close by and put on a disguise like a hat and sunglasses or something and oh right here a bandana tied much over his face or something like that and then he walked back into the gas station with a loaded shotgun and a canvas bag to steal like the money from the cash register so by the time he came back in Robert was back working on the car and didn't even know anyone was in there until he felt a shotgun jabbed into his back. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So then he took him back into the office and made him open the cash drawer, as a good robber would, I feel like. Right. And by this time, um, Charlie just, like, took all the money, put it in the bag, said open the safe, but he didn't have the combination to the safe. Only the like manager, the owner, knew the combination. Right. So then Charlie accepted that explanation and decided that he'd just have to make do with the hundred dollars, which is in nineteen fifty seven, I feel like a hundred dollars would be a lot of money. Yeah. Buy and you a lot of stuffed animals for your thirteen mm, year old a lot pregnant of fiance. Oh my god. Or if whatever only, other toys she Oh needs. my god. What if there were beanie babies in nineteen fifty seven? Right. Oh my god. Like, like with one eye money. or something. Like Harry Lulu with that feathers. Right. With beanie babies? No, with Well, I was kidding, animals. but yeah. With oh really? Yeah. And it was and Who she, did he she kill? Was thirteen years old. He's killed a couple of his wives, supposedly. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. oh, I just thought there was one. I can't remember the whole story. Well, no, neither was fucking Christopher Walken or was it Robert Redford? For what? No, that's wrong. He's Larry. For who? On the boat outside of Cali. Oh, Natalie. Natalie, Natalie Wood. Wood, yeah. It's Robert Wagner. Robert Wagner, thank you. And then somehow Christopher Walken was involved. He was too. on the boat. He was on with him. Right. Because wasn't she like kind of having an affair with him and he knew about it? I don't know. Now that sounds a lot more interesting. Right. <laughs> we should do the Natalie Wood podcast. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah we could do a whole one. we could do a whole season on that. Okay, so back to the story. So he's like got this guy, you know, in his custody or whatever. So then he's like, "We're going for a ride." Uh oh. Mm hmm. He <laughs> drove him toward a place called Bloody Mary's house, which I think sounds fantastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do they have pickles have, and olives? I mean, is it maybe a some salami? Place, right. Or it sounds like if it's Bloody Mary's brunch place, I'm going there too. Right. So apparently, she was actually just like a crazy old woman who fired a shotgun full of rock salt at anybody who trespassed on her property. <laughs> so made him get out of the car, struggled, blah blah blah, shot in the scuffle, and then um, after he got up, Charlie's like, okay, like execution style shot him again bad news bears 
So this was the guy that um, denied him credit. Yeah. Okay. And so it he was just really just go there to it, rob him. Nope, like, it wasn't random. Because, because you embarrassed me and you wouldn't do this, so right. I couldn't get my no. fucking no. You're gonna pay for rubber ducky beanie baby thing. <laughs> I can't buy my toys in the freaking room. So then the newspapers made the murder and robbery into a major news event since there was like. No serious crime in that area. I mean, it's Nebraska. That's why I do this podcast, because I do stories of murder where, like, nobody lives. Right. So it's rare. Yeah. Which I'm going to have to broaden those horizons, because I'm, like, out of murders at this point. <laughs> but I didn't kill enough people in this stretch of the Exactly. Country. Wyoming, what are you doing? Right. Actually, from what I looked at, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Nebraska are, like, the safest places to live. Really? From okay. what I've been looking at. Like, you yeah. won't get killed there because nobody lives there. Right. Just move to Montana. Or Montana, probably. Oh, I only found, like, two Montana true. ones. Yeah. Okay, so... There's a lot of crazy people in Montana. Oh, yeah. That's why they live in Montana. <laughs> so, <laughs> Charlie painted his car to try to, like, make it look different. But then he was acting kind of weird to draw attention to himself. Like, he didn't mean to. Mm. But just his behavior, apparently, like, um, most of this money he stole from the gas station was in coins, but he used change to buy some clothes, and authorities were like, mm, what are you doing? You're acting like a homeless person. <laughs> Can you say that anymore? Is it unhoused uh, yeah. transients or something? Differently housed. Something. <laughs> I hate the era we live in. But he loved, like, the feeling of That's power. A, you can't say that. That's a microaggression. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Are you offended? <laughs> no, I'm not. Good. Have another drink, offended person. <laughs> Calm down. It's right? okay. The world doesn't revolve around your feelings. No one cares. So, <laughs> the day. You know, this guy, I don't know. I mean, in 1956, it, at 57 it was? Yeah. It's got to be, I mean, you could get away with almost anything back then. Right, there was nothing going on. Right, no video cameras, no, mm -hmm. nobody had a cell phone, there was not fingerprint technology. Were there any witnesses around that? No, that? it was just those two in the gas station. Right, at three in the morning or however, Yeah, you know, so just I shut mean, your mouth and go on with exactly, your life. Exactly, yeah, probably don't buy things with coins and don't act like a weirdo. And don't freak out over Beanie Babies I mean, or whatever. It, yeah, it had to be so much easier to get away with stuff back then. Are you looking at flyover states? Like I'm almost... Oh, I was, I was, yeah, which states the most murders and less I'm number murders? Oh, Louisiana is far and above, has most murders. I actually have that printed out in a folder if you want to read the full five pages. Listen, I each have copies so we can talk about Louisiana. it to justify. Louisiana has the least amount of murders? Most. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. oh, the heat makes you fucking nuts. <laughs> so you can tell that this guy wasn't too smart to begin with because well, if, you get caught, if you get caught for something in 1957, you didn't, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, too obvious. his teachers were right. He was a fucking <laughs> <He's right>. fucking <laughs> moron. So he got all excited after this murder, and he thought him and Carol, like, could have this, like, great life, time together, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm, blah, blah, blah. But when the euphoria, like, left him, he was dealing with reality. So he had been fired from his job as a garbage man. His landlady locked him out in the cold because he was past due on his rent. 
and both his family and Carol's family were completely against the relationship, obviously. Well, yeah. And they tried to break them up, and, like, it was just too much of a bond or something. Who knows? So then on... She thought he was really cool. Yeah. He's breaking the rules, wearing leather jackets, smoking cigarettes. I smoke cigarettes, and guess what? It's not cool. It destroys your fucking face. So, well, it's true. Jody looks younger than me, and she's like... 116. She's about 116 years old. Okay. I was going to make a fucking joke, but I'm not going to do it. Um, Because I can't... I was going to make like a she buried Ross Perot type of thing. (laughs) Right? She's so old. She's really not that old. Gloria Leachman's so old. Shakespeare did her in the part. Oh, she died. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Phyllis, where are you? I miss him. So, on January 21st, 1958, uh, Charlie drove down over to, like, some dump that... <laughs> I should have read my notes first. Dump that Carol and her family lived in. <laughs> or called home, as the article said, from Murderpedia. The house and yard were strewn with litter and unused construction materials. Charlie took the twenty-two rifle he had borrowed and some ammunition to the back door and knocked, and Carol's mother, Velda, which, fuck off with that name, <laughs> Bartlett? Barlett? What is that word? Yeah. Barlett? Bartlett. Bartlett. Yeah. Like the pear. Oh, those are good. Right? Not as good as Bosch pears. (laughs) But she came to the door, and um, what happened afterwards, like, nobody kind of knows. It sounds like it was kind of chaotic. The account is based on Charlie's recollections after the fact, and he claimed that he was carrying the rifle and ammunition in hopes that he could go hunting with Carol's stepfather. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh, his name was Marion, like Marion Barry, oh, nice. um, with the goal of repairing their relationship because, yeah, gross. First off, to do that, you're, you're dating your... Thirteen-year-old girl from the dump. Yeah, and, her, and you're not good enough for her parents who live at a dump. I guess I you, I picture. Uh, is it Oscar the Grouch that lives in the garbage can? You're wearing a Sesame Street T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah. There him. That's yeah. her. That's Carol. This guy is or maybe that's Marion. <laughs> that's his uh, security system. Is he yeah. lives in a garbage can Get away by the from driveway? My daughter. Yeah. Get away from my daughter, you... Well, it was 1957. Oh, yeah, stepdad. Oh, Same thing. Stepdad. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah. She's getting old. <laughs> 1957. Better Jesus. get her married off. Yeah. I have totally lost my <laughs> place. But he was just going to go over there with his gun and his ammunition. Right, just I like. I want to go hunting with the stepfather. Yeah, with the stepfather. Bring us closer. I didn't go over there to kill anybody. No. Um. No, did, is that what happened? Oh, guess what else he brought with him? Uh-oh. Discarded carpet samples. Um, yes. Mm. Or we roll bodies up in those. Yeah, those carpet samples. I mean, not samples. we, but not, not people us. do. People do. People do. People I being have. people. There isn't one in my trunk right now. But um, people do. 
Truly, discarded carbon samples. Right. I mean, I have a lot of stuff in my trunk, but it's not that. You have a lot of junk in your trunk. I have a lot, have of, junk, a lot of junk in my trunk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have a fat ass. I really have no ass. It's really a I shame. Yeah. You do have uh, got more junk. Okay, so according to Charlie, Velda and Mary and Barry were still in the house, and the two-and-a-half-year-old child, Betty Jean, oh, my God. Oh, no. That's cute. She was kind. Uh, <laughs> that would be the little sister? Very little. Oh. 10, 11, 11 years old. And then Charlie's like, oh, that one's nope. cute, too. Yeah, right. She's about ready. Right? That one doesn't even talk. Ooh, right. Even she can't talk back. Wait. Velda told Charlie, told, oh my God. I towed us out. He towed us out. He towed his car. She towed his car and he was pissed. He had to pay $300 to get it back. Um, but they were like, get out. We don't want you seeing our daughter anymore or stepdaughter in the case of Marion Barry. It's actually not Marion Barry. I'm just saying that because <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I remember it. So then they argued, allegedly Charlie hit Velda a couple of times. He claimed that he left the house without the rifle and drove around for a while before he came back to get the gun, which you're trying to make yourself an alibi. I feel like I literally don't even know what happens next because I copied and pasted the story (laughs) from Murderpedia. (laughs) And uh, Brad, don't get sued. Did you know that Tillam look? Uh, Dairies. Like the cheese? Yeah, they make uh, ice cream. Oh, I've seen that at the Wedge. Yeah, they're pretty good. They have a, a Marion Berry flavor. I know. I just keep thinking like Marion Berry pancakes from Portlandia, right? Because at the Fisherman's Porch in Oregon is where Marion Berries are from. They, yeah. Oh like, yeah, that's a real thing. I actually googled it. I totally forgot about that. They're like blackberries or something. Yeah. It tastes weird. They got like they're sour and almost like like berry from like a tree you'd imagine it's really weird it's not as like sweet. juniper is that what gin's made out of yeah yeah it's got a, almost like a juniper but sour even flavor it's really weird and it's not sweet even though it has it's sugar added and it's ice cream and i wouldn't get it again but oh, <laughs> it was something to try the berry and berry ice cream <laughs> i want the berry and berry pancakes so bad have you had ice cream from that baby zito I yeah. got two scoops. It was sixteen dollars. Yeah. Fuck off with your ice oh, cream. Oh, guess wow. what I had this week That's though good. that they make now. What? Uh, cookies. Pre-made. Oh, you made milk. that. You brought that in to the dragon. The uh, cornmeal. cornmeal ones. Yeah, yes. those were really good. Those were way better than Mary and Mary's. Kill for them. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't take that much. I feel like, especially in this neighborhood. Okay, so <laughs> again, I lost my. Driving around. He was driving around. He was driving around yada, 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 yada. You know, that's bullshit. Oh, he came back to get the gun, and Marion Barry was standing at the door and literally kicked him out. <laughs> so then he went to a payphone and <laughs> called Marion Barry Bartlett's place of employment and told them that <laughs> he was ill and would not be to work for a couple of days. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Then he went back to Carol's house, spelled totally wrong. I feel like if they live in a dump, they had to have been uneducated to spell her name C-A-R-I-L. Right. Carol. Carol. Could you do two L's? Like, <laughs> my car is ill? I don't know. So he waited, <laughs> gross, for her to come home from school. Like. <laughs> so he told her what happened with her parents, which is... He must have killed them. I'm not sure. 
This is a bad episode, people. I. <laughs> it's all my fault. Oh, yeah, man, exactly. What's your, what's your deal? So then he said Velda started hitting him, shrieking that he made Carl, fuck, Carol, wrong spelling, pregnant. And then he hit Velda back. They struggled for a few minutes before Charlie got his gun. At that moment, Marion Barry Pancakes Bartlett came in the room, allegedly with a claw hammer. Ugh. Ooh, brutal. Ugh. And Starkweather shot him in the head. I'd rather have... Yeah, I would do the same if a claw hammer was coming at me. So Charlie claimed that Velda came in with a huge knife, which knives, the efficacy of knives versus guns is pretty much proven. Guns are going to win. He apparently shot her in the face, but that wasn't enough for him. He ran the butt of the rifle into her head a couple of times, and when she tried to get up to reach her baby, Charlie... Oh, fuck. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. You were too happy. We're not going to talk about he hit the baby. No. So he said, I picked up the knife that old lady had, which I'm guessing if Carol was 13, she was probably like 38 years old. Right. What a hang. That old bat. That old bat. 38. She just graduated college. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently he went into the bedroom. Oh, I don't want to talk about this part, but Uh-oh. he did something bad to the little kid. I hate all my Shut stories up. have kids. Dude. I hate that. Leave the fucking kids alone. I know. She's two kidding? and a half. She's not going to be a witness. She can't talk. She won't remember this at seven years old. Well, she might. Mm. Nightmares and such. Yes. So bad, bad, bad stuff. So then. Carol. Oh, where's Billy Joel? Why are you singing about this dude? I know. In the worst song that you've ever made out of a bunch of bad songs. Oh, by the way, did you watch Half? Oh, I I told you this last night. No. In America, she's like in England doing a comedy tour. In America, if I want to drive on the wrong side of the road, I got to get into a car with Billy Joel. Because remember, yes, after he had um, multiple problems with that. Well, remember oh. when he was like redoing his townhouse in New York or something? It was like two floors of like a penthouse, and he forgot it was under construction. <laughs> like walked off the ledge because they removed the stairs. <laughs> I don't remember that. Part. Oh my god, it was something like that. <laughs> I think that was right after Christine Brinkley left him. Oh my god. What song is this? She's been living in. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I can't sing. Oh, we can't do too many words, otherwise I'd have to pay for the rights. Exactly. Or just buy Billy Joel, two yeah. bottles of wine. <laughs> bottle of red, bottle of white, bottle of each I'm if you're Billy Joel. We're, we're near Uptown, girl. That's all <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> we're Uptown ass. There was a comma in there. Uptown, comma, girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but this okay, guy, yeah. I, this is not a good start. I don't so know. I feel like Carol kind of did, like, wanted to not believe what he actually did. So the only two witnesses were those two, Charlie and Carol. So they both, like, denied everything. And uh, she said she had broken up with him before the attack, which I'm sure her lawyer told her to say, whatever. So after the murders, the rest of her family is like, no, you brought this on our family, so you can just go fuck right off. So, oh, gross. So Velda's body was dragged down to the old outhouse 
and shoved down the toilet opening, which is oh. not funny. I did not mean to laugh when I oh. did the picture. And it must have been small because it's the old one. Right, the old one. Oh my God, in Jordan, Minnesota, the honest to God, a two-story outhouse. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I toured it once. My, Not by choice. My I uncle, didn't use my it. My uncle had one at, at his boathouse, and uh, they had a rope, and they said hold the flush, and it was hooked up to an old schoolhouse bell on the roof. And so you knew somebody was stupid every time they pulled a bell and you hear the school bell ring. Oh my God. flush, genius. Really quick, do you want to know what uh, Billy Joel rhymed um, Starkweather Homicide with? Starkweather Homicide and something after that. Something of children of... Thalidomide. Thalidomide. It's thalidomide babies. The kids who were born without arms and legs oh. and stuff from the bottom. Oh. Yeah. See, until I read this story, I made up my own lyrics to that song in my head. And it was not bad. I think I said... Bad weather, homicide, and children with small minds, or something. <laughs> well, you saying. were really close, though. I can't listen to that song enough to even figure out. The I saw, I saw a lady. Thanks, yeah, thanks for the history lesson. I saw a lady Bill. in a Twins game, um, like three years ago now, with COVID. Um, uh, you still see the flipper people, the flipper <gasps> babies with the short little arms oh. and stuff. Oh. And, yeah. You can't figure that out. I mean, not you personally, but like no, they, scientists and no, doctors. No, they were like from the, it was from the Flemeds when they were oh. in the 50s and 60s. They're like 50s, 60 year olds. Interesting. Like, still see How them? would you open a can? I'd love to know. That's a T-Rex. <laughs> they didn't use cans. <laughs> okay. And they have short arms, too. <laughs> she shoved it with her teeth. Okay, so it's she my was. my left foot or their right foot. Have I told you about Amway? <laughs> oh my god, like the alkaline water and shit? We should get back on Okay, that. yeah, okay, it's sorry. It's not. It's not. It's a triangle. I'm just trying to sell shit on your podcast. Save it for ads. We'll see what God Gordon sends us. Okay, so dumped her into the toilet thing, and then uh, baby stuff put in a garbage can, and then... Oh. Marion Berry Pancakes Bartlett was dumped on the floor of the chicken coop. Gross. And they, they must have found chicken. bodies and where eventually. They well, yeah. Well, that wasn't, yeah, he wasn't really good at hiding. I mean, them. the chicken coop, that's open air. No, you're supposed to throw them in the pig pen and the pigs will eat, eat them. Eat them, yeah. The chickens will not eat you. Absolutely. Right? Jody, Jody has a quick anecdote about that. I do. I have a relative that ha- had a heart attack in the cellar and threw his the pen of his pigs and they chomped on him before his wife found him. Oh. Because uh, if pigs get a taste for blood, then they'll do it again. And he had been supplementing the pig slop with carp from the creek. Oh. Yeah. Are pigs cannibals? Will they eat each they other? Will if you feed them things that Other pigs? Like baby? I don't know. They're pretty smart. They might not. I don't know if a pig eats a pig. They might be too well, smart to do that. Oh. Because you're not supposed to eat they are. anybody of your own species. Correct. Because, like, that's what, no, that's how cow, mad cow happened. They cannibal. fed her to cows. To cows? To cows. They were keep cannibalizing. And then Is that, that why they were so dumb? That's where the disease, the brain disease, because you're no animal supposed to eat its own kind. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because that's just genetically fucked, you know. 
So we went like way. But don't put your uh, dead bodies in the chicken coop because they yeah the chickens won't, won't eat it like the, like the pigs would. That's the moral That's of the story. Is. story. Oh yeah, and don't also try to fish something out of the garbage disposal even if it's shut off. I learned that. Dan yelled at me about that. Seven, seven, um, seven grown pigs can eat an entire human being in six minutes. Her, her, her relative or whatever was found like half eaten. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I I need to get some pigs. Yeah, that's what they do in Snatch. That's actually doing yeah. Pigs. That's oh yeah, that wasn't that in um Fight Club too, or was that just, just stealing snatch. the it's glycerin? Never been in Fight Club too. No, no. <laughs> or were they just taking well, the was, glycerin to make the soul? You guys are supposed to talk about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> first rule. You know, the first and second don't rule of Fight, Fight Club, Club 2 is don't talk about Fight, Fight Club, Club 2. Fight Club 2. T-O-O. In addition to uh, don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, okay. Sorry. So <laughs> he was dragging out the bodies, and my God, did he work up a sweat. So he needed a Pepsi and potato chips. So he did that. What? Yeah. He spent the rest of his day, evening, drinking Pepsi and eating potato chips. I thought this was the depression. Right? Well, and he looked really thin when he died, so I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, if, you can, if you can just do Pepsi and potato chips. So him and Carol stayed in the house, yards away from the rotting corpses, blah, blah, blah. And they regular birth that James Dean. Right? Oh, my God. Oh. F-A-S James Dean. Maybe, maybe. Ooh, he Here's his picture. Maybe. That's fetal alcohol syndrome. He wasn't. Other folks. He wasn't bad. The eyes are kind of close together. Mm-hmm. <gasps> like frog eyes, like FAS baby. Oh fuck! Do I need to edit that out or? Are we Probably fine? do. Okay. No, we're fine. Liz is gonna kill me. <laughs> I haven't used the R word either. No, yeah. yeah please don't do that. People are too sensitive. I was gonna say R word strength because we had in high school. Uh, I think you just call that adrenaline now. <laughs> so, milk and Pepsi or whatever, like oh, Laverne and Shirley, he was well, I doing. I tried it one time. It's so good. Did you really? Of course I did. <laughs> I thought about it once, but I've always been I allergic love to Laverne milk. I love Laverne go around with a big J on the shirt like it. Like a, the like L. Like a big L. Or a big A. <laughs> uh, from the Scarlet Letter? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, Obviously. You're a big A. <laughs> okay, you know what? Actually, we're going to make this into two parts because we've been talking for almost 40 minutes and I try to keep these to 30-minute episodes. Joe Rogan goes for three hours. Right? Joe <laughs> Rogan is a fucking lunatic. Okay, and I'm not that. editing that out because <laughs> it's fucking true. Okay, so stay tuned to part two where he kills like 13 more people. Oh my God. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. Say goodbye. The spree Bye. has just begun. It's only just begun, like the Carpenters. <laughs>